Hello, and you're very welcome to another edition of The Others, the Alan Kinsler podcast, where I look at small parties, groups, and independents that have contested Irish elections over the years. This week is the turn of the Christian Democrats, a party started in the early 60s that lasted the bones of 20 years and contested a number of uh, general elections and by-elections indeed. They were led by Sean D. Loftus, later Sean Dublin Bay Rockall Loftus, is probably better known as. Thanks to everybody who's subscribed to the podcast. Thanks especially to those who've subscribed to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash electionlit. And that supports both the website and the podcast, so it's very, very helpful. If you want to contact me with ideas or leaflets or anything, I'm at electionlit on Twitter. Irish Political Ephemera on Facebook, irishelectionliterature.com is the website, and irishelectionliterature at gmail.com is the email. Thanks. In May 1961, New Political Party, an announcement that a new political party has been launched, the Christian Democratic Movement of Ireland, has been made by Miss Mary Rigney, Dublin National Secretary of the Party. She said that the first All-Ireland National Convention will be held in Ballina in July, when the party's platform will be presented for adoption and further candidates announced to contest the vital general election. Basic policy will be limited government as opposed to excessive government interference, a free enterprise economy to stimulate individual initiative rather than prevailing paternalism, the practical application of the social principles of the papal encyclicals as opposed to increasing state socialism, vocational organisation, national organisation to have the right to send representatives straight into the Senate, positive steps are to be taken to combat the emigration and unemployment problem. The manifesto forming the new party was signed by Mr Sean D Loftus, described as national organiser, who is at present visiting America and Canada promoting the party's interests. So really interesting, they have these ideas, they're obviously Catholic, less state involvement, quite right wing I suppose. And the idea that as you launch the party, the party leader Sean D. Loftus is off in the States and Canada promoting the party is kind of, certainly from an Irish point of view, is strange. In 1961, there was to be a general election, of course, as well. And Mr. Sean D. Loftus, national organiser of the Christian Democratic Movement of Ireland, who has concluded a visit to the United States, predicted that the election will be one of the most important in Ireland in many years. He said that the CDMI will put up to 40 candidates. He plans to run in North Mayo. So he's very confident of the, the party taking off. In the end, the election was very quick um, in 1961, came around a bit too soon for them. And Sean Loftus um, stood in Dublin North East, where he polled 1,132 votes. So a good start for the party. They got some criticism, but you get an idea of some other of their ideas. A new organisation calling itself the Irish Christian Democrat Movement has come on the scene and according to the Daily Papers, one of the changes it advocates is a new constitution for the whole of Ireland, providing for a separate parliament for each province. 
The movement also is in favour of a council or central government to deal with matters affecting the country as a whole and external matters and suggested seat of the governing body is of all places Tara. Not only does the ICDM want Tara as the seat of government, but it wants a new city built, built there. So that kind of got a bit of criticism. The party got another chance very quickly to uh, establish itself. And in the 1963, there was a by-election in Dublin North East, which again Loftus stood in. He polled 2,526 votes. 6.4% uh, of the vote didn't win the seat, but it was a decent enough showing for him, uh, um, a new party. It got plenty of coverage in the papers. Um, the Christian Democratic Movement in a meeting, um, TD's incentive being stifled. The opposition parties were showing a singular lack of constructive opposition to government policy, and the party whips were stifling individual incentive in RTs. TDs, said Mr. Sean D. Loftus, General Secretary, at a meeting of the Christian Democratic Movement in Clontarf. Mr. Loftus said, yesmanship was rampant in the Doyle. It was time the business community and workers alike made a positive protest against the gross ineptitude in public life and called for a sense of responsibility from our public representatives. Now, in a letter to um, one of the papers uh, about the emigrant problem, um, John D. Loftus puts out one of the policies of the, the movement. The government and our armchair econom economists must stop taking emigration for granted as part of the Irish scene. It must be looked upon as a grave social and moral problem. For its part, the Christian Democratic Movement of Ireland advocates the Irish citizens that Irish citizens who are resident abroad should have a postal vote at national elections. Here then our politicians from all parties would have to take the emigration problem seriously. So they wanted votes for immigrants, which was an unusual policy even, even then. It had meetings around the country and it branches in, in Kildare and Mayo and other places. And new political party, this is a report of a meeting in Nace. New political party is to contest local elections. A new political party, the Christian Democratic Party, is making its appearance on the Irish scene and hopes to contest seats on as many local authorities as possible in 1965 and follow this up by having a candidate standing in every constituency in the general election in 1966. The information was given to a meeting of interested people in Lawler's Hotel Nace recently by Mr. Sean D. Loftus, Barrister at Law, General Secretary and Founder of the party. Mr Loftus said that the failure of Clon and Publicta was the greatest letdown since we got our measure of freedom in 1922. He said that the recent Fianna Fáil successes in the by-elections in Cork and Kildare were more apparent than real because people had no true alternative for which to vote. The Christian Democrat Party, by its stand in the Dublin North East by-election and its intention to contest future local and national elections, hopes to provide this alternative. Mr Loftus said he had hoped that the cynicism and apathy associated with Irish politics would be overcome so that a new generation of Irish men and Irish women would come forward and to supply the necessary youth, vigour and enthusiasm the country needed so badly if it, the challenge of the 1960s was to be faced successfully. 
The Christian Democratic Party faced up to the fact that Ireland is an underdeveloped and underpopulated country, despite the present official veneer of prosperity, Mr Loftus said. The immediate challenge was to make the country worth living in, instead of one from which people flee. This would require sound leadership and much rethinking and a good look at our political and economic structure. It was not in the nature of things that the national effort could be carried through by politicians of the traditional parties. The Christian Democrat Party would encourage young people to enter public life. A stable rural population forms the core and strength of any nation, and it is the cornerstone on which sound industrial development must depend, he said. Mr Loftus said that in 1961 he contested the election in Dublin North East and secured a thousand votes with very little effort because there was no time. He had been refused time on Talafish Aaron to state his views at first, but later was interviewed on broadsheet and was asked 12 questions in seven minutes. Towards the end of the campaign, the word was sent out that he was a communist and one lady had rung Bolton Street, where the votes were being counted, to cancel her vote for him. We're up against the big smear all the time, he said. Mr Loftus said the party would advocate a reduction in the number of TDs in the Doyle. By international standards, there should only be 45. Their policy for the Shannon would be to ask national organisations such as the National Farmers Association, the INTO, etc. to nominate members to it and abolish the T-Chuck's right to appoint nominees. They would encourage private enterprise, he said, that Father MacDyer of Glen Columkill in Donegal had to go to the United States and England to get money for his cooperative scheme to keep the people at home and because of the delay in giving him a government grant. He believed that now the grant had at last been made. Mr. Mr. Loftus said that in Ireland emigration was taken for granted, but it was a problem which should be taken seriously. Emigrants were still Irish citizens and he felt they were entitled to postal votes in all elections. Mr. Loftus said that in Ireland, underdeveloped by definition of a U- U- United Nations body, there was plenty of work to be done in the country, but jobs were scarce because we did not control our own credit. He pointed out that there were Christian Democrat parties in practically every European country and that there were 19 in Latin America as well as Africa and Asia. He felt that Ireland, which had the name of a Christian country, should play a leading role in demonstrating Christian democracy in action. Mr Loftus felt that more of our native industries should get the grants which were being given to the fly-by-night merchants who were coming up in here to set up factories and who get out as soon as they become eligible for taxes or something goes wrong. He had met Irish Americans who were anxious to come here to set up industries but were not allowed. There was a great amount of goodwill in England and America for this country, but we would not tap or use it. The Speaker criticised the erection of the fertiliser factory in Arklow and said that he had checked on the company and found that two civil servants who paid £1 each for shares were directors of it. An American firm, which had come here with a similar proposal, was not treated with courtesy. They had found that Ireland had the highest price for electricity in the world and had been told that they could not be facilitated with a cheaper supply in the off period. He also instances the case of a Monaghan factory which secured a £1 million contract for jam and had applied for a grant to the government but had heard nothing 
since and now felt they would not be able to meet the contract. There was a non-common sense approach to problems in this country. The Central Statistics Office juggled with figures and said that emigration was down and then Mr McEntee had to admit that those figures were 50% wrong. In the early ages, Ireland brought Christianity to Europe and today we feel that Ireland should demonstrate applied Christian principles in action in economics and politics, concluded Mr Loftus. Mr Orberg, who presided, said that the idea was not new. The party was part of the very large viable political force in Europe. Adenauer in Germany was a Christian Democrat and had rebuilt Germany from the rubble of 1945. While in Italy, de Gaspari, another Christian Democrat, had saved that country from communism. He said he admired many of the people in the main parties as politicians, but they felt that the philosophy they represented did not appeal to many Irish people today. He said they would like the people present to consider the party's policy and if convinced that it was a good one to help form a local branch. They had meetings arranged every week until next October in for every constituency in the country to organise branches. I think the Christian Democrat Party offers a final solution to the festering sore which divides Ireland, he said. As an aside, Mr Orberg was Richard Burke, who was later a Fine Gael TD and, of course, the European Commissioner. He was appointed by Charlie Hockey in a stroke in 1981, I think it was, to the European, as a European Commissioner um, and the by-election. As Fianna Fáil thought, Eileen Le Mas would win the subsequent by-election and um, Liam Skelly won it. So anyway, he, he was a member of the Christian Democrats. Mr George Murphy, another speaker, said that this, this country was underdeveloped and underpopulated. One would imagine that there was plenty of work, but the truth was there was not and people had to emigrate. A large part of the trouble was that we were still dependent on Britain in regard to finance and government loans were floated to pay off the interest on the previous ones. The government was spending six million on a factory not far from Nace and there was a grave danger it would never be used. Large sums of money were being spent unwisely, as were comparatively small amounts, £25,000 on a parish embassy and £11,000 for a greenhouse in Oris and Uchtuan. Forty years ago, the problems of the country were partition, emigration and unemployment. Today, we still had the same problems. So that gives you an, an outline of the party's ideas and so on. The party applied to be on the register of political parties. However, that was rejected. Mr. Loftus to fight decision. The chairman of the Christian Democratic Party, Mr. Sean D. Loftus, barrister at law, said they were now in consultation with senior counsel following the decision of the Electoral Appeal Tribunal refusing their application for registration as a political party. Mr. Loftus said they would challenge the decision of the constitutionality of the Electoral Act of 1963. And actually, this was a theme for the party all through its existence. It was literally um, in the courts constantly um, looking to get registered, um, taking on the Electoral Act, um, and here in a constitutional case and so on. And the party never was registered, but was literally uh, in the courts uh, about being registered for the whole of its existence. 
So there was a general election in 1965 and um, the party put up two candidates. Sean D. Loftus in Dublin North East and George Murphy in Dublin North Central. The key to close shop Irish politics. Vote number one Loftus Dublin North East. Vote number one Murphy Dublin North Central. Loftus and Murphy ask you to protest against closed shop politics and the interests of fair play, justice and freedom. Appeal for your number one vote in this election, irrespective of your party commitment, if any. Under the PR system, and because the names of the various parties, except the Christian Democrat Party, will appear on the ballot sheet, it is absolutely essential that Loftus and Murphy get sufficient number ones Otherwise, they will be eliminated early in the count, no matter how many preference votes they get. The Christian Democrat Party supports, among other things, a reduction in the number of politicians in Leinster House. By Irish standards, there should be 2,400 in the House of Commons. There are 630. An immediate increase for old age pensioners. Other pensions be bought up to parity and increased with cost of living rates. Cut government expenditure to the bone. Promote self-help concepts such as community development, credit unions, cooperative enterprises, etc. and to save the taxpayers money. Education. No child of ability to be deprived of higher education including university because he cannot afford it. Introduce civics and rural science into curriculum. Language policy. Oral Irish, the keynote. Rates to be based on capacity to pay. Taxes to be removed from necessities of life, food, clothing, etc. The 1,750,000 which is allocated for a Kennedy concert hall. Use it for Kennedy houses and flats. Therefore, vote number one. John D. Loftus, Dublin North East. Number one, George C. Murphy, Dublin North Central. Christian democracy is simply democracy Christianized. Frederick Oranum, the founder of the Society of St. Vincent de Paul, said he believes in nothing else in politics. P.S. It's not too late to send subscription to our election fund. Please send to Honorary Treasurer, Hillside Dundrum Road, Dublin 14. That's the phone number there as well. So this is a big step. The party are putting two candidates up in this 1965 general election. So in that 1965 general election, George Murphy polled 172 votes. And Sean Dublin Bay, or Sean D. Loftus, polled 1,151 votes. And neither of them uh, saved their deposit. Now, just afterwards, the leader of the Christian Democrat, Mr. Sean D. Loftus, said last night that he was going to ask the High Court to declare the ballots in Dublin North East and Dublin North Central null and void. He will, he said, bring the case on the grounds that there was discrimination against his party in that it was refused registration as a political party and was thus denied the opportunity of having its name included in the ballot papers. Mr Loftus said that when the result of the Dublin North East constituency was declared, he intended to announce that he was taking legal action. 
He was a candidate in Dublin North East, but was eliminated and lost his deposit. The other Christian Democrat candidate, Mr. G.C. Murphy, stood in Dublin North Central and also lost his deposit. Mr. Loftus said that if the name of the party had appeared on the ballot papers, they might have been able to save their deposits. The Christian Democrats took part in, in a National Republican Convention to unite all parties and groups on the basis of the 1916 proclamation and the Republican Constitution, whose government, the first Doyle Aaron, had full jurisdiction over all Ireland, which was ratified democratically by the Irish people in 1921 as their expression of self-determination for the freedom they deserved and which had since been denied by British aggression and the occupation of part of their national territory by British armed forces. So amongst the people at these, the conference was Mr. C. McLean, leader of the Northern Divisions of the Irish Republican Army, Thomas Woods, Secretary of the Republican Party, um, so there are Irish Republican Army people there, as well as Sean Loftus, Sean Coy, leader of Irish Unity, and others present were Sean McKeown, Michael Gordon, M. O'Callaghan, Arthur MacDonald, John Hannity, Patrick Finnegan, Peter Carraher, Owen Carraher, and others. Mr. Sean Loftus welcomed the move for the amalgamation of the different parties to achieve national unity and freedom, and his party would support any move in that direction. A committee was then formed consisting of the Republican Party, the Christian Democratic Party, and Leinster and Southern Associations of the Irish Republican Army to arrange a date and venue early in October for the formation of a National Republican Convention to consider unification with a view to practical implementation of a policy to secure a 32-county republic. So in 1967, there were local elections. However, stating that the Christian Democrat Party believed that party politics had no place in local government, a statement signed by Mr. Sean D. Loftus, chairman of the CDP, alleges that in the present election, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and Labour were attempting a complete takeover of local government. The statement adds that the CDP had directed its members to support candidates for ratepayers, local residents associations, development associations and the Irish Countrywomen's Association. So despite, I suppose, the opportunity to, to, you know, to get seats and get active and everything in local elections, the party didn't believe that local elections should be party political. And indeed, it, um, and didn't field. And indeed, later on, like it was, I put a Loftus leaflet from 1991 up on the, the site recently. And again, he, it was still that, that local government should be key should not be party political so it was a long-held belief of his and if you've listened to other episodes indeed certainly Fianna Gael and Cumann Gael were not uh, were also of the same view at uh, certain points and actually in 1967 there was a uh, foot and mouth outbreak and Irish immigrants were asked not to come home for Christmas reminiscent of current times. Loftus wrote um, calling for an immigrant's rights charter. 
He proposed that Irish citizens who are resident abroad are entitled to a postal vote at Irish elections. Two, that the great work being done on behalf of Irish emigrants by the Marion Employment Agency Kilburn and the Irish Centre Camden Town be officially recognised by an annual grant and aid and that other Irish centres be entitled to pro rata. And that three, the government agree to appoint probation and welfare officers to help the needy emigrants who get into trouble with the law in England. In 1968, there was a referendum on changing the voting system. Christian Democrat support for PR. The referendum is crooked, declared the Christian Democratic Party of Ireland. An attempt to have the country's constitution amended should only be made when there is an obvious desire for the, its amendment, said the party's chairman, Sean D. Loftus, and secretary Daniel McCarran. Fianna Fáil's decision to force this referendum on the people being uncalled for was irresponsible and a waste of national resources. The party advised its members and supporters to vote against both referendum proposals and said that if PR were abolished, parties like it could never hope to get sufficient TDs elected. In 1969 there was a general election and the party, despite initially saying that Daniel McCarran would run in Donegal, he didn't um, and Loftus was their only candidate. Mr Loftus is in hot political territory and the campaign in Dublin North East promises to be one of the liveliest of the election. In a by-election in 1963, the CD man polled 2,500 votes with an expenditure of £60. He has no qualms about challenging the big battalions, but is aggrieved at the one handicapped imposed on him. The CD party has not been accepted for registration and its candidates will not enjoy the privilege of having the party's name on ballot papers. Mr Loftus and his companions have been fighting this decision for some years and have brought it to the High Court where their action is pending. Mr Loftus will campaign for 60-member Doyle and against party politics and local government. He is against the centralisation of industrial projects in Dublin and suggests that that they should be diverted to Shannon, Waterford and other industrial estates in the provinces. The Christian Democrat Party and Mr Loftus do not see eye to eye with Dr Cruz O'Brien on some global issues and the two candidates are likely to have their own side confrontation on Castro's Cuba and other left-wing intellectual political preoccupations. Another one of his platforms in that 1969 general election was preventing the industrial takeover of Dublin Bay and of course Dublin Bay was later <laughs> to go into his name. Now in that election as well there was problems in Fine Gael in Dublin North East and a breakaway Fine Gael group in the North East constituency is now, has now pledged to support the Christian Democrat candidate in the general election Mr Sean D. Loftus. The group which met in Hoth Last night, to discuss dissatisfaction with the selection of the party's candidates, have decided against running its own candidates. Spokesman for the group, Mr. Sean O'Driscoll, said today it was too late now to enter a new candidate in the race. So he's getting uh, support from disaffected uh, Fine Gael people um, in the general election. Again, there was another court case over the Christian Democrats being registered. He wanted to have the Electoral Act of 1963 declared unconstitutional and uh, he, he didn't, didn't succeed. As part of his campaign, he, 
gives you the planning application uh, for outline planning permission for amenity use on all the land and foreshore known as North Dublin Bay. In the end, in that 1969 general election, Loftus polled a very poor 364 votes. Um, and really, it wasn't, it wasn't a great performance at all. The party announced that Daniel McCarran was to run in the next general election in Donegal North East. Mr. Daniel McCarran, who will contest the next general election as a Christian Democrat Party candidate in North East Donegal constituency, has a remarkable background. Aged 32, he has progressed from a farmhand and road worker to the position of business consultant with two professional degrees and a National University Diploma in Public Administration. He lived and worked on his uncle's farm until the age of 24, except for brief periods when he was employed as a road worker by Donegal County Council and as a waiter in the Fort Royal Hotel. At 20, he contracted rheumatic fever and was advised by his physician, Dr O'Sullivan, Rathmullen to give up farming and take up clerical work instead. Since 1965, he's been engaged mainly in the work of an accountancy nature in agriculture, catering, building and civil engineering. He is planning to set up a practice in Letterkenny as a business consultant. He has had a sectarial, sect, secretarial, secondary and university education. He acquired his formal education in the most unconventional manner imaginable. He received tuition by correspondence from such institutions as the School of Accountancy, School of Careers and Woolsey Hill Hall, Oxford. He studied full-time at a secretarial school in Sligo and attended evening classes at the College of Commerce, Rathmines and University College, Dublin. At 21, he had only a national school education. Today, just 10 years later, he has an advanced level GCE of London University, two professional degrees and a National University Diploma in Public Administration. Some years ago, he did a thorough research work into taxation and compiled a booklet on the subject, which is yet to be published. While on the teaching staff of St. Clair's Secondary School, Bally James Duff, during 1771, he started night classes for members of Mocker and Affirma, and consequently is writing a textbook on accountancy and law for farmers. Mr. McCarran is currently studying for a teaching diploma of the College of Preceptors and is an undergraduate of the Faculty of Law, University College, London, University of London. So uh, another thing to happen in 1972 was the referendum on Ireland joining the European community. Democrats advised no to referendum. Mr. Sean Dean Loftus, chairman of the Christian Democrat Party, today appealed to the elections electors to vote no in tomorrow's referendum and to save Ireland and to stop the drift to European materialism. The policy of the EEC was diametrically opposed to the Christian principle of the wide diffusion of property. A vote against the common market would be a vote of no confidence in Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael and would lead the way to a new politics. Daniel McCarran also uh, wrote a piece uh, to the papers calling for a no vote. Sir, Ireland is partitioned and undeveloped, has high unemployment of workers and capital, is underpopulated and since 1921 has lost over one million of its people in emigration. The major political parties, Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil, who have ruled the country on and off for the last 50 years, are grasping for solutions. 
to their defunct record. They're doing all within their power to get the Irish people to vote yes in the referendum. They have apparently got no confidence in Irish national self-determination. Most of our professors of economics seem to be equally perplexed and, per and pathetic. I must say no to, to full membership to the EEC. With an undeveloped econo economy, Ireland could not compete advantageously in this highly developed economic community. Some protection of Irish industries is necessary. See the effects of the Anglo-Irish Free Trade Agreement. Full membership of the EEC will mean, among other things, higher and continued emigration and unemployment. The panacea to Ireland's problems, application of Christian social justice principles to positive national self-determination and an enlightened gigantic programme of socialisation. In the aftermath of the referendum, which of course was passed, um, Loftus wrote, I have listened with amazement to the political pundits and commentators discussing how well or how badly the various political parties did in the referendum. It horrifies me to think that a person could be influenced in voting yes or no by the ideologies of those supporting or opposing entry to the EC. Such political immaturity would be appalling. In my view, the massive yes vote represents a triumph for the manipulations of big business, big farm interests and their politicians, aided by the fact that the mass media supported their view. I am convinced that it does not represent the true desire of the Irish people for the concept of the EEC. Most people do not realise that the EEC is a political concept rather than an economic one. Effective political control has been passed from Dublin to an independent EEC commission and Ireland's present political structures will not be able to protect the Irish people's real interests. England, France and Germany will always have a Wilson, de Gaulle or Adenauer type to stand up to the commissioners, where their decisions would be opposed by their country's best interests. This happened over the dollar crisis. To derive the best possible opportunities in the EEC, the political vacuum now facing Ireland should be remedied by another referendum. Article 16 of the Constitution needs amending to provide for a reduction of the number of TDs by about 50% and provide for Doyle elections by a modified PR system, single seat transferable vote. The salaries of the reduced number of TDs should be increased as an incentive for improving our overall quality of our legislators. Our present 140 t 144 TDs are demanding a substantial increase. The other amendment required would be to provide for the popular initiative idea where a given number of people would have the constitutional right to petition an Irish government to permit a referendum to determine the will of the people about proposed controversial legislation or laws coming from Dublin on the EC or the EEC as to whether they are prepared to accept them or not. My suggestion, particularly the latter if adopted, would enable those of us who oppose full membership of the EEC as a matter of principle to accept the yes verdict with hope. Sean D. Loftus, Chairman, Christian Democrat, Party of Ireland. In January 1973 came the news. Oliver Flanagan may join Christian Democrat Party. Mr. Oliver Flanagan TD is stated to be considering an invitation extended to him by Daniel McCarran, the Christian Democrat Party candidate for Donegal North East in the next general election to join the party. Mr. Flanagan disobeyed the party whip in the Doyle 
on the division in the offences against the State Act and incurred, incurred the disfavour of Fine Gael. In an open letter to Mr Flanagan, Mr McCarran states, Dear Oliver, you voted against the bill to amend the offences against the State Act. In doing so, you failed to follow your party's line. This t took courage. I congratulate you. In the past, we crossed swords. You have admirers in the Christian Democrat Party. I admire your stand on many important issues, a Christian stand. A Christian Democrat Party is a moderate party, quite like the Alliance Party in the north of Ireland. For 10 years, it has been struggling to get recognition. If you would declare yourself for the CDP now, while you were a member of Do Doyle Aaron, the party would have a member in the Doyle, and this would surely bring recognition. At the next general election, the CDP would put forward a number of candidates. There are many good men who intend to stand in this election as independents, so they may be in a position to do something constructive about the serious situation now developing in the country. I ask these men and you yourself to join the CDP now so that Christian democracy may provide an appropriate solution to the nation's problems. The Christian Democrat Party is a fresh approach to national politics, completely divorced from bloody civil war and class war politics. Please consider my invitation. A welcome awaits you in the CDP. All you have to do is call. Ireland is in serious trouble just now and needs every good man available to restore confidence, prosperity and peace. But an invitation to join the Christian Democratic Party to Oliver J. Flanagan, which, after much consideration, he turned down. There was yet another legal challenge to the registration of the party and which lost. And so we learnt that the ca um, candidates were to change their names. Sean D. Christian Democrat Loftus will be the name of one of the Dublin North Central candidates on the ballot papers in the general election. The leader of the Christian Democrats explained that each of his party's candidates would change their name by deed poll to include Christian Democrat in his name. This was because the Christian Democrats have been refused registration as a political party and the name would not appear on the appropriate part of the ballot papers. Mr Loftus made it clear that he would be standing in Dublin North Central. He accused the Taoiseach of rushing the president on the necessity to dissolve the Dáil, completely ignoring the fact that people had voted to give youth the vote. This was the, um, in relation to the registration, but also the youth the vote. In 1972, there had been a referendum to lower the voting age to 18, but because the electoral register did not include any of these people, all the voters were going to be people um, 21 or over. And then there appeared an ad in the papers, message to independent candidates. If you can agree to the following emphasis on national politics rather than divisive party politics, remove party politics from local government, real decentralization, and policy to be based on a positive application of Christian social principles, i.e. a living income to be given to deprived persons rather than the pittance they get. I invite you to change your name by deed poll to include Christian Democrat in your name. Then we could present ourselves as the beginning of a constructive alternative to the Tweedledee, Tweedledum party politics. Sean D. Loftus. I need wanted ten thousand. I need ten thousand pounds. Please help me crack the closed shop party politics manipulated by our traditional political parties. 
This election is going to be a dogfight between FF, the coalition, and personality v personality, party before country. Also, hypocrisy is FG jumping on the Dublin Bay and oil refinery protest bandwagons. The politicians did not take the steps I said were required to save Dublin Bay. Contributions, large or small, or the widow's might, will be most appreciated. Sean D. Christian Democrat, Dublin Bay Loftus, prospective candidate for Dublin North Central. So he's now, the Dublin Bay is in the name as well as Christian Democrat. In Donegal North East, Daniel McCarran changed his name to Daniel Christian Democrat, Donegal Bay McCarran. So there's two candidates with Christian Democrat in their name, and indeed a bay, Dublin Bay and Donegal Bay. In the uh, that general election, Daniel Christian Democrat, Donegal Bay McCarran, polled 205 votes and Sean Christian Democrat Dublin Bay Loftus polled 578 votes so it wasn't a huge step forward um, for the party. One of the party's initial um, policies was a federal Ireland and it's referred to here in the 1973 letter to the paper from Sean Loftus. Regional parliaments are worth considering the Christian Democrat Party of Ireland feels that John Taylor's new thinking is a big step forward. He now sees the necessity for restructuring Ulster's political institutions. He is being real realistic and recognises that the Britain wants out, something John O'Halloran and I can confirm as a result of our experiences in Darlington last September. Mr Taylor said that he cannot see the Dublin government accepting an independent nine-county Ulster. Neither can we, but the Irish people who are tired of hearing about decentralisation while Dublin is being permitted to grow apace could very well accept political restructuring in the south in the form of three provincial parliaments to dovetail with the nine-county Ulster Parliament. A federal setup with real legislative powers at provincial levels and delegating powers of coordination on national issues to an all-Ireland parliament or even council. This political restructuring would bring about a real decentralisation and give power and responsibility to the people in their communities throughout the four provinces. It could remove the dead hand of Dublin, which has been strangling the economic lifeblood of rural Ireland while paying lip service to decentralisation and now regionalism. It could give Cork Harbour its development plan and at the same time it could bring about a badly needed improvement west of the ban. The incorporation of Cavan, Monaghan and Donegal could ensure this. John Hume rightly stresses that there would be practical obstacles, but difficulties can be overcome given goodwill and a true desire for a just peace. As we see it, the Unionists' greater, greatest fear is domination from Dublin. They think Rome. Also, they want a real legislative assembly, not just a consultative one. Neither do they want to live under what is still a Christian-inspired constitution. The 1937 was written, constitution was written for 32-county Ireland, and it could be amended to provide for a secular nine-county Ulster. I call on FFFG and the Labour parties in the South and the Unionist Alliance Nationalist Republican and STLP parties in the North to put their country before their parties and give the federal concept serious study. 
rather than scoffing treatment. Provisional Sinn Féin already accepted. On January the 12th, John O'Halloran and I formally requested Mr Whitelaw to consider a nine-county Ulster concept for the White Paper. We have just re received an insurance from Mr Robert Stevens, the Private Secretary to the Northern Ireland Office, that our views have been noted. So an interesting concept, I suppose a bit like Aaron knew it, but seen as a solution, a federalisation seen as a solution to the uh, issues of partition. In 1974 there were local elections and I suppose the first sign that the party wasn't to be long lived uh, was that candidate Sean drops titled. Candidate Sean drops titles. Sean D. Christian Democrat Dublin Bay Loftus will be a candidate in the coming local elections, but he hopes to drop two of the titles from his name. Today he attended the central office of the High Court and formally applied to have his name changed by D. Pohl to Sean D. Dublin Bay Loftus, dropping the extra appellations Christian Democrat. For his pains, Mr. Loftus handed over £2.50. So he's dropped the Christian Democrat from his name. And in those 1974 local elections, he was easily elected in Clontarf. And just a bit about it. The first opportunity that newly elected Dublin City Councillor Sean D. Loftus gets, he intends asking the council to press for a public inquiry into the future of Dublin Bay. The Balnaborn barrister has for years been committed against the development of the bay except to improve its amenity facilities. So strong has that commitment been that in order to contest the last general election, he changed his name by deed poll to Sean D. Christian Democrat Dublin Bay Loftus, thus stressing the party and the main issue he represented. He was defeated in that, that election, but defeat made his success this week at the local elections all more sweet. This was a personal vote for me and my Dublin Bay policy, said the 47-year-old councillor. Mr. Loftus stood as a community association candidate for the Dublin electoral area number one, and this necessitated another change of name by deed poll. This time he applied to have the Christian Democrat deleted, as it did not apply for local elections. Mr. Loftus, who was married and has three children, said that all the, th all the three main political parties have been hypocritical about Dublin Bay. They pretended they were interested, but they couldn't fool the people, he commented. Not all of us can afford to take off for British Bay to get to the seaside, and we must preserve the beaches of Sandy Mount and Marion. Oil refineries for the bay are not on at all, he added. Apart from his consuming interest in the future of the bay, Mr Loftus has two other objectives. The improvement of the traffic conditions in the city and the stabilisation of CIE bus fares and rates. He is convinced that 90% of traffic for Dublin Port could be switched from articulated trucks to rail transport thus eliminating most of the juggernaut giants from the city streets. And he's also convinced that no bus fare in the city area should be more than 10p, a price which he claims is feasible from an economic viewpoint. Polled in the 1977 general election, Loftus polled 3,003 votes, polled really, really well, but didn't win a seat. And he was the party's only candidate, although he was down as an independent BA and he hadn't changed his name to Christian Democrat for that one. He was still Dublin Bay Loftus. But the party was still continuing on. They had letters in the papers, meetings and so on. Now, having initially said he was Community Democrats Association of Ireland candidate 
Loftus withdrew. Instead, Loftus ran as a community candidate in those 1979 European elections. And with issues like Woodkey, Dublin Bay and so on, um, he did poll very well, 21,760, 769 votes, polling 7.37% of the vote. He came sixth after the first count, which wasn't bad, but he wasn't running as a Christian Democrat. There was also an added complication in those European elections in that Fine Gael had joined the Christian Democrat group in Europe. So Fine Gael were the Christian Democrats as well were the European Christian Democrats or something along those lines, but basically the name wasn't so unique anymore and could, could be confused with Fine Gael. Now, although Sean Dublin Bay Loftus was running in the 1981 general election, he wasn't running as a Christian Democrat. He was running as a community candidate, although he was part of, still a member of the Christian Democrats. And at this stage as well, um, there were regular, Daniel McCarran, the party secretary, was still a writer to the papers and stuff. And one of the topics, treaty needed on abortion. One morning about 12 years ago, an Irish nurse was assigned to an operating theatre of a London hospital. As this work was part of her employment, she went to the theatre and was actively assisting other nurses and the operating team to prepare for an operation when she learned that the operation was about to be performed as it was an abortion. Although she realised that it might mean dismissal from her post as well as incurring the disfavour of her medical association, the Irish nurse refused, refused on account of her Catholic conscience to continue working in the theatre on a case which meant that the termination of innocent life of an unborn child. Instead of her being dismissed on the spot, her religious objection was honoured and in congratulations her superior pointed out that an Irish nurse was the first member of the hospital staff to refuse to assist, and assist, refuse to assist at an abortion. The Christian name of that nurse is Nora, now married with two children and still practising as a nurse. I am honoured to say she is my sister. Apart from PAYE reform, I maintain that abortion will be the main issue in the next general election. Irish politicians must pass laws against Irish girls obtaining abortions in Britain. Further, they must enter into a treaty with Britain to the effect that no abortions shall be performed in the United Kingdom on citizens of the Irish Republic. Daniel McCarran, Christian Democratic Party, South Circular Road, Dublin 8. So you get their views there. Now Loftus lost his seat in the February 1982 general election. And really the, the Christian Democrat Party um, had ceased to exist at that stage. It just kind of faded out. But for something that was, I suppose, almost 20 years in existence, really the failure to have it registered was a big problem. And had they been able to register, and that was one of their complaints, in that the Communist Party of Ireland and other left-wing parties were able to register and they weren't over over that period. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks to everybody who's subscribed to the podcast and, and especially those who've subscribed to the Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash election lit. Thanks.